19. 19. Oh, this is continuing to be sponsored by winter blankets. Winter blankets, right? How's the weather? The weather, we're up to 15. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, wow. I know, I thought it was going to go down, but no, apparently it's climbing up. Sun- five was last night. So. Ah. Sun- I was wrong. So the previous doesn't. podcast correction. Ah. See, it's That's also right. important to admit whenever you're wrong. Important to give, give corrections and updates? Corrections to updates. Follow-up? Follow-up to, I don't know, do we need any follow-ups? Still suck ass. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> No, it's, you know, it's a it, human experience is very humbling. To be human is a very humbling experience. Yeah, right. Or at least, humble- at least it should be. Well, no, but I don't know for anybody else, but for me, the amount of humbleness that I experience about my idiosity on a daily basis. I experience more humbleness than you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most humble there is. I don't mean humble in I'm, like I'm, pretentious way. I'm, I mean like I'm teasing. I just look at myself and I just you know like internally <laughs> my higher self just shakes their head and goes, "There you go again." You can do better than that. <laughs> it's not even that you can do better. It's like there you go again. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And then that you know that flows into I don't know. I guess just like on the previous episode we mentioned, it is important for that not to flow into self. Uh, uh, Identity. Or into like self-deprecation, right? To where you realize that, that that is just human experience. That is life. Yeah. If you don't take over the topic, I will obviously hijack once again the topic that we have been trying to start for multiple weeks now. Where do you want to go with this? Do, do you want to go to, to the topic that we thought we were going to talk about? Yeah, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it. The Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta. There it is. It's a big one. It's a big one. I've forgotten all my facts about it now. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. What is it? The second tallest volcano in United States? United States. There'll be an asterisk here if I'm incorrect, and it's not. <laughs> um, it is a tall mountain by, by any any means. Very, you can't miss it. Driving north on I, something or other, from Sacramento. Like it's in California. It's in California, Northern California. Northern California. North of Sacramento. Like about an hour, an hour and a half away from the coast, from the Pacific coast. But like take LA and San Francisco and just head up past the Sacramento. Yep. And you will head through Mount Shasta City. Yeah, and then beyond Mount Shasta, then you cross over into Oregon, and then eventually into Portland. Portland. Yeah, it's about halfway between Portland and uh, Sacramento, maybe a little closer to Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And it's the starting point of the Sacramento River. Yeah, the headwaters of the Sacramento River are right there. At uh, there's a park, little park in. uh, I think it's called the Headwaters. Yeah. Park, whatever it's called. In in Mount Shasta City. Mount Shasta City is this tiny little town. There's a whole lot of tiny little towns dotting around the, the mountain, but we happen to stay in Mount Shasta City. Um fun fact. So the water coming out the headwaters are um 
Here's a picture. The headwaters are, it's just these rocks that have water gushing out of them. And this water was what fell as snow 50 years ago on the mountain. So through 50, it's taken 50 years for it to melt, filter on down through the mountain and work its way out of this little rocky enclave. It's wild. And this water is incredibly clean and pure. And everybody just goes there to fill up water bottles and drink it. And um, there's a little sign, I'm sure the FDA requires, saying, you know, this water is not tested, drink at your own risk or whatever. But everybody's drinking it. And we drank a lot of it. And it is the tastiest water. It's magical. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the, so maybe we should preface by saying that Mount Shasta is believed to be magical. Yes. And there are different right. people interpreted different people interpreted that magic in different ways. Yes. And so our first familiarity with it was probably 10 years ago. Um, we run a website uh, it's called deltabird.net yeah. which is completely outdated. And so please do not judge the design of it because we have not updated it in at least a decade. If not more. Um, but at the time, we bought the domain name for our cat because his name was Dodobird. That com was not available, so we bought a .net. And that was 20 years ago? Yeah. And so for the longest time, it our website- a, It was a cat website. was a cat website. Like we pretended like his name was Fredo. Fredo was- a, a missing, like a discovered dodo bird, and and then you know they like, had this whole story about it. Obviously, we did not have children, we and we had a lot of time yes. on our hands. Yes, and we run a web design agency, so designing a website for our cat back twenty years ago was not a big deal. Yeah, and so we like custom designed the site. <laughs> yeah, picture the cat flying, flying and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. So we just like made up yeah. this huge, huge story about our cat. Maybe it, was, maybe it was 23 years ago. Yeah. Anyway. And so it, we had it that way for the longest time. And then we realized it was ranking on Google, like at the top of the list. For dodo birds. For dodo the, birds. The, the, the bird. <laughs> yeah, the dodo bird. And then, and then there's a point of me that realized we were doing disservice to all the middle school kids. They yeah. were researching extinct species because somebody submitted some kind of a contact form going something about a cat not being a dodo bird or, or there was some confusion from a middle school student about this. Yep. And so at that time I'm like, okay, well maybe we should just convert the site to a real dodo bird site. Have some information about real dodo birds. Yeah. Yeah. And so as a, as a public service announcement, because the site was already ranking so well, we designed the website to be about dodo birds. Like there's a, just talking about their history when they went instinct. Um, I don't remember what else. But the best part is that there's a uh, "What would you do to save the dodo birds?" section where anybody and it tend it tends to be elementary, middle school students because Mid- middle school, yeah, middle school. They're all middle school. Oh, anyway, but so at some point during the year, it's dodo bird season. Right now, it's starting. We're getting a lot more contacts, now. and uh, and people will go research dodo birds in in school, and they'll land on our site. And then there's like, what would you do to save the dodo bird? You know, type in your name, type in your school, op- all optional, and then type in what would you do? And mm-hmm. people would give crazy suggestions, you know, some, you know, 
These are middle school kids because you, so you can imagine There's the type of type of stuff it. type of stuff that we see. Yeah, um, talking about you know selling them to KFC and and whatnot. But yeah, that was the last one was something about KFC. Yeah, but you know there are some good suggestions. You know, yeah, you know, you know, make some and breed them and put them in a protective thing or, um, yeah, there are some really good suggestions. Yeah, and sometimes we get them like from all over the world. Yeah, in two years, I think two years we ran a contest for like. For so over the period of one month or two months, whoever submitted the best suggestion by our decision, yep. um, that was not you know crazy, uh, one one stuffed animal, which was a dodo bird, yeah. And we, I think we shipped him a dodo bird, we shipped him a dodo bird, yeah. And the second one, the second people that won it was a school, but then I don't think they could technically receive you know a present from a school, but we had it ready, yeah. yeah. So it, it was, I thought it was cute, um. Yeah, yeah, we we do this just out of because we're crazy. Because we're crazy, and out of passion for dodo birds, I think. Uh, but yeah, uh, kind of like a side side note there. <laughs> but once we got a comment on the website, I don't remember it, but you you do. No, the 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 gist of it was so at the time. Wait, so this would be we were already in this house, so this is twenty twelve ish. We get a comment submitted that implies does that it have anything to do with dodo birds or not? I don't know if it had anything to do with dodo birds or if it was just out there. Okay, this so, would have been really out there for me in 2012. Yeah, so so we we uh, moderate the comments and only post you know non non harmful offensive. non offensive harmful comments on the site. So the site is clean and kosher. Uh, and so through that moderation process, we end up reading everything that comes through for the most part, right? And yeah. you, you spam it out to, yeah. to where the, you don't get the spams anymore. Uh, but at the time, I think I was doing the moderating and the comment that came through was basically out of, you know, at the time I thought completely crazy comment about Mount Shasta is a secret Telos. Tell, oh, Telos. Telos is the name of a of a city. City underneath is, Mount Shasta. Or within, within or within, around or. I think at within, the time at the time I thought within Mount Shasta, where the these would be the Lemurians, which is like it, it, Atlantis was in the Atlantic Ocean, and Mu or Lemuria was in the Pacific Ocean. And after you know, there's the fall of Atlantis. There's the fall of you know, Lemuria, the the Lemurians founded Telos, the secret city underneath Mount Shasta. Mm-hmm. And these people are very tall. They are light skin, blonde hair. Um, they would have um, all this advanced technology to get to space and fly around and all this, all this stuff. And we're just like, what are these crazy people talking about? And we go and we look it up and sure enough, this is a thing. This is a widely believed story about Mount Shasta. And we're like, okay, that's crazy. You said that's crazy, but I left it, I left it open in my mind. And I'm like, yeah. I would not say no. How would I know that this is a yeah. no? That said, my interest was peaked in my, about Mount Shasta. From, 12, yeah, from, from like 11 point. or 12 years ago. After I received that and we did a little bit of research, I'm like, where's this is just completely out of the blue. What the heck is happening here? Yeah. Uh, that was enough to pique my interest 12 years ago. 
unbeknownst to self, you know, we were going to go on some sort of crazy self-discovery journey many, many years yeah. later. Uh, it's the summer of 23. Yeah, this past summer. Yeah. No, I've been called to go there for a while. I knew that I was going to go there for a while, but I knew I needed to wait towards the right time. Like, just like Egypt and just like uh, Peru. You know, I knew that I would know when the right time is. So I had yeah. like priced out and researched and we have kind of like looked around of how to get there. And I always came up with some sort of excuse. And I'm like, oh, it's so far away from LA. We're not going to go yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a drive. It, yeah. But, but, you know, there was always an excuse. Yeah. I mean, really, the only way to get to it is to fly into Sacramento. The easiest way to get to it is to fly into Sacramento and then drive for three hours, which most people are just unwilling to do. Wait, but we we went there from LA. Well, that's even further. But, no, I mean, we did. Yeah, well, we're crazy. I mean, most oh. most people are unwilling to fly in somewhere and then drive for three hours to go to a mountain. That sounds crazy. Yeah, but the type of people are going to go to Mount Shasta willing to do anything to get there. That said, the type of people who are called to Mount Shasta will do anything to get there. You're yeah. Right. And so, so our trip consisted of flying into LA. Of course, we love LA in small doses. Uh. You know, we did the whole thing for the kids, the Disney, the Pacific Park, which is the like really the only thing we do in LA is those two things. Um, obviously vegetarian. No, we had yoga, um, the Yogananda Center. Oh, we had the Yogananda Center this time too, which was interesting. Interesting. Is that a whole separate episode or not? We can give it like five minutes. If you want the uh, self realization Yogananda founded the Self Realization Fellowship back in. 50 or 60s. And it still exists today. There's several branches there's, in yeah, LA. Yeah, there's several um, branches, um, locations of it. We hit the one in Pacific Pal Palisades, which was that the first one? No, the first one was on Mount Mount Washington in, in LA. And I, don't, I still don't know where that is. But yeah, this, this one, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It's this amazing nature preserve in the middle of... Well, this is up... Up uh, Route One from from Santa Monica. It's right off the coast, though. Yeah, but it's I mean, yeah, it's right off the coast. He has one right on the coast where you can see the ocean. We didn't go oh. to that one. This one's like inland a little bit, but you know, less yeah. than five minutes away from the coast. I think, right? Yeah, but I mean, it is it is beautiful, and the place itself, the location itself has has amazing energy of that. You know, between Yogananda, isn't a some of Gandhi's ashes there? Yeah. I think some of Gandhi's ashes were there because um, they were friends. Yeah. I was reading the, what's the, what's, I'm not. Autobiography. Autobiography of a Yogi, right? Yeah. Which is the Yogananda's book. And it's a thick book, which, wait, we brought this up because it's a big book. And I finished it on the plane flight to LA. Okay. Because um, I was having, you know, at home it's harder to find time to read for an extensive period of time, but on the plane it's kind of justifiable. So I finished it on the plane flight to LA. And then while we're in LA, I'm like, well, heck, why don't we go? And so, again, this is another one of those stories. The world, the spiritual world or your your higher self world would just guide you and will make things happen for yeah. you. So we picked the location where we're, we're going to... We're driving by that way anyway. Yeah, we're going to drive by. We saw it. I'm like, oh, okay, why not? I think we stopped by to get breakfast to begin with. Yeah, we stopped by to get the, the, the cookies. Well, no, we got the breakfast and then we decided to get desserts and yeah. desserts right, right by it. Uh, and then 
you know, where we're just going to drive yeah. by. And just, it's, there's this yeah, gate. There's, there's this, it's like a meditation um, garden. And I just assumed the meditation garden would be open to just walk in and meditate or whatever. Yeah. But we pull up and there's a gate. And they eventually open the gate and we pull in. And the guard's like, do you, do you have an, uh, a, a scheduled appointment? And we're like, no, we just stopped by. And he's like, yeah, you really need a scheduled appointment in order to do this. But it's your lucky day. Someone just canceled. Come on in. Of course. I'm like, I was thinking, do they say that to everybody? I don't know. I don't know. If someone's feeling lucky, you can go test it. That's true. <laughs> Either yeah. way, we felt lucky. So yeah, we, we did feel lucky. We got in. And it's, it's free to, to tour it. Yeah, just to walk around. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. The, the gardens are maintained around this artificial lake, and and they're just the most beautiful gardens. It's yeah. not a big place at all. No, I mean you can walk around in yeah. ten minutes. If you, and if you spend like, I would it would be amazing to meditate there. Yeah. But anyway, so we can have a whole other episode on the autobiography of a yogi, uh, and then our interpretations of it into today. But we hit that, and then we start driving up north in order to basically hit uh, Mount Shasta. Yeah. Driving through Sacramento, we just drove through Sacramento. Yeah. Well, we we drove through the uh, wherever oh, that observatory is. Oh yeah, that's right. We went to the observatory in, outside uh, of San Francisco. I don't remember the name of it. Starts with a C. Gr- no, it's not Griffith because that's the one in. Uh, that's LA. one in LA. Yeah, this starts with a C. C. Like we walked the redwoods there. And then yeah. uh, by accident, there's, there's an observatory. Sort of space observatory. In the middle of the woods. Little, little like space center. Yeah, but like it was, it was cool for the kids because yeah. the kids enjoyed it. And we just got to stay inside. It overlooked San Francisco, mm-hmm. which we purposely avoided San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we drove through Sacramento, right? Or, or I don't even remember if we drove through Sacramento. We or not. drove through uh, Livermore. Oh my gosh. Do we have enough time for this? I mean, when else will we talk about it? Okay. So yeah. So maybe this is a two-parter. I can stick the other other card in and keep going if we need to. It's okay. It's just an umbrella. Uh, so yeah. So we stop. What's the city called? Livermore. Livermore. Oh yeah. And and so as we're driving, we, we wing it. We don't have itineraries. Yeah. Like usually we just, especially if it's in the United States, it's very easy yeah. just so to like, you know, we're heading hotel. north. So, you know, okay. I, f- I feel like I've gotten two more hours of driving in me. What's, what's a hotel one and a half to two and a half hours up. Yeah. And so we're driving, we're driving from, so we finished with Oakland, uh, Redwoods and the observatory. And then we're basically heading up north. And, you know, so we spend most of the day, I guess, in Oakland. Um, and so then we're trying to decide where to stay. And and we we are fans of home to suites. I don't know. That is kind of like, it seems to be our thing. Yep. Their breakfast is good and we're cheap. We don't want to pay for breakfast for four people. And the rooms are always clean. Yep. And they're big. And they're big, right? So like we are And, not, there's, and there's a refrigerator. Yeah. There's a refrigerator if we need one. The, it's. I don't know. We're just kind of like. Not sponsored, but not sponsored, but but hey, home to home to if you want to, yeah, we're stayed at many, many home twos, many, many. <laughs> uh, and so, I'm pricing out a home to in Livermore, 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 and whatever the next city up, and I'm just being drawn to like Livermore, like LA. It's like, oh yeah, I can make it to the next one, 
And I'm like, yeah. But this but one, it, I think this one was a little bit cheaper. It was a little bit cheaper. And then I was getting tired. But realistically, I'm being pulled yeah. to, to go to this one. And you you don't know what's in Livermore. No, I have no I Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I so I have no clue what the Livermore is about. I in fact I still have a hard time pronouncing the city. Uh, and, and like LA keeps on asking me what the name of the city and I'm like la, la, la. I, I have no idea. Apparently it's very confusing. Uh but anyway, we are in Home Two Suites in Livermore by accident because you know, no plans, just by complete accident. But then see now we have to go back to to why this is important when we flew over to Europe. Was it to Egypt? Yes, it was to Egypt. So anyway. I will. So wait, I don't, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> okay. right, let's, let's go back. All right. Let's do it in chronological order because that makes the most sense. All okay, right. sure. Pause on everything that we just said. Well, no. I mean, leave, leave yeah, well, us the fact on. that yeah, we are we'll, in Lawrence. We'll, we'll come, right, we'll come right back to Livermore. Um, we were going to Egypt last summer, which is a hot time to visit Egypt. Which we still need. Or is it Peru? No, it was Egypt. What was it? What was it? What, what was the pit stop? Why did we go to Egypt? Wait, what, where, where did we stop? Because they were going there. It was, the, the flight was delayed. The flight was delayed, but I don't remember if it was to Egypt or not. Or we were just going to Austria. Is that where It was we Austria. Going? That's where it was. Which was which would have been spring of that same year, spring of twenty three. Yeah, we're going to Austria and Prague. Yeah, we were flying into Austria, yeah, Vienna. Vienna, and then I don't remember where we hopped through. Oh, we it was it was direct from wherever Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay, so we're in Atlanta. We're in Atlanta, and our flight to Vienna is a little delayed. Mm-hmm. And the you know, and you're we're just sitting in terminal gate two A or whatever. Yeah, there was some sort of sexy spank shop across from us. Wherever this terminal is, there's I don't remember a, that. Well, it's not sexy. Spanks, I guess, not sexy, but there's a spank shop. There were spanks is trying to sex themselves up, but I don't think it's working. Because oh. the only reason you wear spanks is to suck shit in, and the the shit that you're sucking in is not really sexy. But they're uh, trying to to I, adjust that. I, I missed all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So this is mi- this is midnight in Atlanta, and we're tired, we're sleepy, and yeah. you know and the kids. We we are old, and so we go to bed at nine o'clock, if not eight. Uh, and this is midnight, so yeah. we're still awake at the airport, waiting for our Which is, late flight. Nobody wants to be at an airport any longer than you have to be. Yeah, and so we're sitting there, and I'm trying to sleep, but the people to the right of us, which will they will never hear this, so this is okay, are are. The epitome of like corporate schlubs. Sure. <laughs> Except the conversations that they're carrying is somewhat interesting. And so I cannot help it by Eastra, <laughs> which tells me, <laughs> tells you, look at how human being I am. If the conversation is interesting enough, I will, I will listen. <laughs> and they're all wearing, should we name the company? Oh, I should. Huh? I guess. I guess. General Atomics, who I had never heard of. No, and at the time, I, when I'm listening to them talk, the conversation that is spiking my interest has to do with with things related to my interest, but not necessarily anything that I'm aware of. Yeah. They're talking about... So landing unmanned aircraft 
And testing, testing. They're talking about landing on manned aircraft, testing aircraft carriers, um, testing some sort of, I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is all very advanced terminology, but it's spiking my interest. And so anytime something spikes my interest to where I go, why in the heck is it spiking my interest? I know I'm in the right space at the right time. And this is something that I meant to look into. Yeah. And they were, it was like four or five of them. And they were one short. Too short. Too short. Manager. Who, the manager and, and like the other manager. Yeah. Who, whose flight had been delayed. But, but this flight had been delayed. And so they're like, oh, this is great because now Bill and Ted will be able to, to make this flight. <laughs> or whatever. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. This um, is an excellent adventure. Right. But like. General Atomics, I mean, that's a pretty cool name for a company. I See, I did not know the name of the company at all. I, oh, yeah? Yeah. Th- that did not come out until I, you and I later, at some days later, started to discuss. I'm like, did you hear those dudes' conversation? You're like, yes. And so then both of us realized, oh, we both yeah. were eavesdropping no, and was, trying to. It was, it was some, like, advanced stuff. And they're just, you know, it's just another Tuesday to them. This is yeah. what we talk about all day. But we're like, well, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's like some sort of theoretical physics. There's all kinds of stuff going on there. Quantum a- stuff, AI, AI aer- yeah. aeronautics. It's, Aerona- yeah. It's the, apparently they do a lot there. Yeah. And so we, ha- but I have no clue. I did not even get the name of the company. They were talking about the project. So they're flying there for some project and it has something to do with the aircraft carrier. It has something to do with measurements and unmanned whatever. And then they were talking about wind velocity and then whether or not they will be able to land depending on the wind situation. It was it was just crazy. But of course, I'm, I'm trying to sleep because I'm cranky. But at the same time, the conversation is way too spiking. And so then you and I spent time afterwards discussing like, what the heck was that about? And we basically needed to be previewed to that information somehow. And then you picked up the name of the company. And of course, I was everyone, They were all wearing... I, yeah, general I was, atomics shirts. I was trying to sleep, but then my ears kept on, you know, radiating, mm. eavesdropping. <laughs> yeah, and so, and then we came home and we we looked up what the heck general atomics do. They do everything. They do everything that normal people would classify as like crazy. Like, it's like, oh, here's the energy weapon division, and here's the whatever. And it's like, oh, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So all the crazy science, quantum. No, wait. I don't know what they, what they do. We looked up what the next place does. Oh, okay. Okay, I, so yeah. So, yeah. They, they do a lot. They do a lot. I don't a lot, remember a if they do energy weapons. Something else, does, something else does energy weapons. We'll talk about that later. Oh, yes. There's the energy weapons thing. Okay, energy so. Energy weapons. And so. So there's that. So quantum dynamic, quantum Ener- dynamic? energy, general atomics, general atomics. There was a show back in the day called Fringe, and, and this, uh, the general atomics was basically willing to the to general dynamics. Was it general dynamics? Was the name of the the company in uh, in Wait, Fringe in Scottsdale? There's a company called General Dynamics, isn't there? I don't know. Um, yeah, in in Fringe, this general dynamics makes these all kinds of. It was fringe science. It, yeah, fringe science. And then it sounds like this company is also fringe <laughs> They're science. Like, well, general general dynamics was taken. What can, what can we do to make it sound even more awesome? General but, atomics. Anywho, and so, and so we're getting off topic, but, yeah. but I guess this is the new topic. It turns out, and so you know, 
we kind of left that behind. That was April of 23. Yep. And here we are in June, June of 23 at the Home Two Suites. June or July, I remember. Summer solstice. Of course not. Uh, wait, right? Or maybe not. Wait, wait, I thought we went somewhere over the summer first. Scotland. Oh, okay. Okay, so no, no, this is July then. July of 23. July of 23. And, uh, and here we are at Home Two Sweets. We're going to go get breakfast. Home Two Sweets breakfast. Home Two Sweets breakfast. Sales point. Reliable. Reliably. Well, we, you know, we do not want to sell too many people on it because then we won't be able to get good rates. Uh-huh. So. Reliably average. Average. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's not, you're not writing home about your Home Two Sweets breakfast. At the same time, you're not writing home about how bad it is either. So it's it's reliably average. But it's free. But it's and free. And it's included into the cost right. of the thing, which is also pretty cheap. Because it'd be like 50, 60, yeah. 70 bucks to go so out and get we breakfast. Travel, we usually have only have one meal because of Home to Sweets being yeah. our brick meal. Anywho, so a uh the uh we 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 get up and we make it down for um wait. It was me and Annabelle first. And mm-hmm. you came la- later. Mm-hmm. And there's a dude sitting there talking to some other dude. To begin with, he was alone for was a long he, oh, time. Was he alone? He was alone. He was playing some very advanced game on his phone. I was thinking, that looks really complicated for like 8 a.m. breakfast. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> okay. that's what I thought about him. <laughs> but I noticed. But he looked very smart. And I'm like, maybe that's what smart people do is they play very advanced Phone games. Okay, then he was then he at was at eight alone. o'clock in the morning. Later on, his uh the other guy that that the other two people came down, and they're all turns out with General Atomics, and they have the General Atomics shirt, and they have the floor plan of Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory out on the spread out on the table like blue like unrolled a blueprint type thing, and they're talking about what's over here and what's over there and what's over there, and I noticed that because I've at least heard of. Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, which does all kinds of advanced stuff. Like, yeah, also French quantum stuff. Right. I mean, I think they do literal rocket science and, you know, I don't know what. No, and so this guy is saying that they are, they ha- they ended up staying up most of the night trying to figure something out that they're supposed to do at the Lawrence Livermore Laboratory. And, and then they're, they're hoping that, you know, that this is good enough or whatever, whatever. Here, probably going to make them sound like shit. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> yeah. uh, they said that if they just faked it, nobody would know the difference. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> and so, and they're talking about something with, it, I mean, it had to do with, uh, uh, you know, what, what, what CERN has. Oh, a cyclotron? Yeah, it had to do with something with some kind of energy, something, right? Again, fringe energy, not not energy. And so here, here we are sitting, dumbfounded, that here we are within the same year, months apart. Twice we've run into different teams at, from General Atomics who are discussing out in the open uh, what I'm sure... I don't think it's secret information. Well, it's probably in D8, in D8 at least, I would imagine. Oh, what well, do you don't want to make them suck? Okay. It, 
I, they are discussing, it, and I'm in shock. Don't worry. I have no idea what they were talking yeah, about. No and clue. even if I did, I wouldn't understand it. Yeah. But 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 the coincidence is not a coincidence. Right. Right. And so we are just like dumbfounded about this experience, and we have no clue what this was. And I still don't know what it is. Oh, no, except, oh, yeah, and I have, there's another puzzle piece. Then later, you know, in my dream, I get stuff handed to me and I get handed a name of a woman who I then look up on Google or LinkedIn or whatever. And she works for the, was it the DOD? DOD or some branch, some research branch, research branch of, of, DOD. The, of, the, of the military. And they're the ones who did the energy weapons. And they do energy weapons, which I'm assuming is somehow linked to general Atomic. atomics. And so I have her name, which is like, right? Like, and so with me, it's like, what am I supposed to do with all of that? Right. So we still don't know. This is completely off topic from Manchester. But this is, this is the type of stuff that happens to us. All the time. And then, yeah. of course, we're just kind of living our life not knowing what to do with some of the yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. So. Between, There's that. Between the Dodo Bird website and the General Atomics and Advanced Weaponry and Lawrence Livermore. Yeah. Sooner or later, we make it to Mount Shasta. Yep. And I thought, okay, well, that's as crazy as that's going to get. Therefore, you know, we're just now relaxing in Mount Shasta. That's what I thought. Well, we had our, we stopped to get a burger beforehand. Yeah. In whatever the town was right before Mount Shasta. But you it can might see as well it. be Mount Shasta. It may as well be Mount Shasta. Yeah. And we meet some lady who's telling us about the headwaters and. Everyone's very friendly there. Everyone's very friendly. Yeah, they're There's very some, friendly. I mean, everybody says this. And now that I've been there, I, I understand. There is something, if you go to Mount Shasta, you want to stay in Mount Shasta. I understand why pe they say people come just to visit and then like, yeah, I'm just going to move here. And then they do. And that's how everybody in Mount Shasta gets there is they're yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to visit. No, I'm going to move here. And at the time I felt like that too. Yes. There's it, something. It was it, almost impossible. There's a pull to yeah, it. Almost impossible not to go there. And so she's talking about the headwaters and she's giving us the, the story of everything. And, and that was neat. And then we finally, we go to, uh, park because it's it's getting it's getting late um uh we we drink from the headwaters and we're exploring the park and there's a uh there's a guy in there playing a gong and uh tanya plays the gong we have we have a a gong and she starts talking to him and uh do you bring up cacao yeah no no he 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 asks i think he asks me like oh do you play the gong and i Tell him that I do because I do cacao ceremonies. And, you know, whenever I do cacao ceremonies, you know, I play both some bowls and I guess gong. And then I don't remember how it comes up because I never actually carried the gong to to the, maybe I did. I don't remember if I brought it there or not. I think we brought it to, to a cacao ceremony before. Yeah. And so, and so we just kind of, you know, cacao is a topic, you know, we're drinking cacao every time we're having this podcast. We'll have to do an episode on cacao. I know I keep on saying that. Um, and he he's like, oh, cacao. Me and my me and my friend do cacao every morning. Why don't you come up? And we're camping up on Mount Shasta. Why don't you come up tomorrow morning and we'll have a little cacao ceremony? 
And we're like, because we had thought. I, no, had thought, I wished for this. I had thought, oh, Mount Shasta would be a great place to do a cacao ceremony. Yeah. But well, how that's impractical. We have kids with us and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when we came there, I thought, oh my gosh, here we are. We're going to Mount Shasta. Very spiritual place. Very spiritual. And I would love to have a cacao ceremony there. But then like my left brain went, well, okay, well, that's just not even an option, dot, dot, dot. And so I just kind of released that idea. And as we get into the city, again, through magical alignment of the spiritual world, continuation with the general atomics, we meet this guy, you know, he's into gongs, I'm into gongs. He's into cacao. We're he's into, into cacao. cacao. We're into cacao. And then he was just very, very kind. Like everyone's really nice there. And he's just really kind. And he invites us over for a cacao ceremony because they're camping out on Mount Shasta. Most of the people who go to Mount Shasta tend to camp. Yeah. And then we and the are, weather is just, it's just great weather. Yeah, it's amazing weather. And we are, at least you know, in the summer, kind of lightweights on camping. And so we were just staying at an Airbnb there. Not a home to suites. Not a home to suites. Yeah, I don't think they have a home to suites there. Maybe like further out. Wait, where's it? Re, re, Reading? Reading. But that's, Reading, that's an hour away. Yeah, Reading is the closest city. And I think there's a lot of hotels there. But Mount Shasta itself has a limited number of hotels. Um. Yeah, and so, yeah, through this, you know, synchronicity, again, the spirit world lines everything up. We we now have a scheduled cacao ceremony. Yeah. And so we go up there and then- You know, you know, here I have my, my one of my favorite mugs and everything, but there we have the styrofoam cup from the- It wasn't styrofoam, it was paper. Okay, paper, paper, yeah. you know, like, you know, hotel coffee mug, hotel coffee disposable thing. Mm-hmm. That's what we have, you know, because we don't, we're just staying in someone's Airbnb apartment. But that's fine. We yeah. get up there. And so we just have amazing ceremony yeah. with two amazing people that I still think of all the time. Yeah. Which I never text, but I think, like I thought of myself, why don't I text people that I think about all the time? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe it just kind of like feels like, feels weird. I don't know if people do that or not. If you think of somebody and you I reach think, out. I think they do. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't know why. But um, but yeah. So and the so the mountain is known. A lot of people, and I don't know if this is is this a religious thing or not. Saint Germain. I don't think he's a no. saint in the Catholic saint sense. Okay, so I he, think he's like Comte de Saint Germain. That's my attempt at a French accent. Um, so I think he's like a he was like a count of. I don't know if Saint Germain is a is a area in France or what, but there Saint Germain. A, here's a picture and a link in the show notes. He is this guy who shows up throughout history, spanning hundreds of years. He was um, allegedly at the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Um, he's in you know, know medieval he's in Egypt, medieval right? France. He's you know, and this guy shows up. And, you know, what's the real story? I don't know. But legend says that his, his, him or his spirit or whatever is at Mount Shasta. And people who, seekers, will, will have, will, will interact with him. They'll have a message from him. They'll see him. They'll, they'll something with St. Germain. Wasn't there a guy that there's a, uh, remember when we were driving out of Mount Shasta, we drove by the house and it was the guy who channeled Saint Germain book or messages. It's called like something I or I am or 
Yeah. So the yeah, okay. So there's there's a lot of legends around Mount Shasta. I'm gonna get them all confused. One of them is um this this guy who back back in the the day, maybe 1800s, maybe 1900s, I don't know, m- claims to have met St. Germain on the mountain, and he basically created this church. I'm going to call it a church, but like mm-hmm. semi-religious spiritual organization located in there. And I, is it the I Am Fellowship or I Am Brotherhood? I Some, Am something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his, his, like, it's He's dead now, but I think like his descendants or whatever, the people are still running. Yeah. It might have lost the original intent, but the information that was channeled from Stern Germain to this guy is still available. Yeah, and that might be the first uh, documentation of St. Germain on the mountain. But uh, to this day, uh, people say he's him, him or his spirit is, is there. And in photographs, we'll put up the photograph here, um, he will appear as this like purplish glow or light in photographs taken on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, we uh, we end up, you know, after the cacao ceremony, which was like four or six hours on the mountain, we go and we have dinner and we get the kids and, you know, and they had invited us back for a uh, a bonfire in the evening. Mm-hmm. And so we, we go back. We have, and this is just an iPhone picture on, of of the bonfire. And there is some purple glow that, I can't explain through, it's not just a lens flare. It's not. Yeah, no. It's, it's like. Mm. Well, well, there's, the, in the picture, and I don't, but you probably shouldn't show the picture just because there are, you know, we, the, the we, boys' pictures could, are in there. We could blur faces out if I needed to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if the boys will, I don't know. Yeah, maybe like block, block just them whole out. And so there's. The glow of the fire to the side, and the fire has this really interesting glow. Yeah, but, but you can almost confuse the fire for being for what it is. We've taken pictures of fire before, and it, none of them have looked like this. Yeah. And then to the left of the fire on this photo, I don't know if you blur out the boys, if if you have you if you, the purple will come through. So I don't I'll know if we'll what, put this picture or not. Um, there's very obvious, almost like a line. Yeah. Humanoid shaped line. Yeah. Um, of this purple light. There's a there's a documentary, uh, call Call of the Mountain, maybe. On Gaia or not? I think we saw it on Gaia. Okay. It, I think it won like a bunch of uh awards too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this this guy who was a successful musician, who um, Paul something. I don't know. Yeah. And he originally started the band Muse, which then sold its name to what is the group now called Muse, who I'm a fan of, but I didn't know any of this. Um, He now lives in Mount Shasta and does spiritual tours up and down Mount Shasta. Which we we saw him during the cacao ceremony. I think we did. Uh, Yeah. Paul of Venus is, is how he goes now and his Instagram's in the show notes. But all his pictures... He posts all these pictures that have these purple Saint Germain glows. Yeah, and and his so he does he does meditations and like spiritual walks on Mount Shasta, uh, and then um, the guy that we met at the park, um, who then invited us for the kickout ceremony, 
can't so basically it seems like I could be wrong, but the mountain has from Mount Shasta City has one way you get up to it. And then a lot of people park off of that road. Yeah, there's all kinds of little like um recre- recreational areas off where you would go do camping or hiking or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And so he he was just staying right there off of one of the sides. And then when we got there, he walked us to the area, you know, where we could set up, you know, like a little. Yeah, 10, little, 10 15 minute walk out. A little fire. I don't remember. Do we have a fire? Yeah. Um, no, oh, we, no, we didn't have a fire. He, we just warmed up the. He had a fire in as much as that it, it warmed up the cacao. You warmed up the water for the cacao. Um, yeah. And then he, and so he took us by this rock. Like and, a little rock outcropping. That's why would it be there? I yeah. don't know. Special rock outcropping. And then we thought about stopping there, but it was like too intense. Yeah. He was asking me, he's like, well, you know, since you're a guest, you pick where to sit. And I'm like, well, where it's energetically right for me does not mean that it's energetically right for everybody. And I have a lot of hard time making energetic decisions for other people. Um, And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oh, because I didn't want to make the wrong decision, but it was just too strong for me. The spot. Me too. When, it was, we, it was, when we got in front of the rock, it basically has this ginormous charge. Um, and it was just too much. Like, I don't think if I, I could have stood there for maybe five minutes meditating and just kind of yeah, soaking but in on, the energy. Especially on cacao. It would have been. Yeah. But on cacao, it would have been too much to sit. Yeah, yeah. And so we kind of, I'm like, okay, well, I'll have to make a decision because otherwise I don't think I'll be comfortable. Um, and so we, we, we went, went down a little bit more. L- just to down a little bit more and the rocks were to my back, to my back and to too. your back too. But then it's, it was to the side of the boys. Yeah. Um, and we just said by the rocks. And then after we finished the cacao ceremony with them, we were, we started to walk back and we walk around the rocks and we saw this Paul guy with his meditation group. Mm-hmm. And then later I think he posted pictures online, uh, and and then and indeed it was the people that we saw yeah. with him. So I think everybody spiritually goes to about the same area. Goes to the same area there. However, the rumor is, or no, there's a lot of Native American legends that warn the Native American tribes believe that you should not go past the tree line on the mountain. This mountain is at the intersection of like three or four different Native American tribes' lands. And they all have slightly different but overlapping legends about about it. They say the that mountain people about yeah, about the mountain. The mountain is the center of the universe. The mountain is where all creation comes from. The mountain um the gods live live in the mountain or above the mountain, on the mountain. Um this this mountain has been sacred for thousands of years and it's it's a weird mountain because it's a shoot i don't remember any of the numbers when interrupted uh, it's a volcano um i don't remember when it erupted but it erupted in a interesting way it blew wait no that was St. mount Helens. st helen that had the chunk come out of it um but um yeah, it's it's been sacred to the, the the native peoples for thousands of years. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so the maybe the, let's talk about the pool. Like it's just impossible to leave. Yeah, there's something about it that you know, you just want to be there and it, stay there. And and then so I realized it feels like home. It feels like home, right? And so yeah. the the frequency of the mountain, if you're energetically aware person, or but obviously everybody who's staying in there doesn't even understand what this is, yeah. but is still drawn to it. In, in essence, our soul, right, has a frequency that is at the core of our being, right? So like, if you imagine, again, this goes back to multidimensionality. If you imagine yourself in a multidimensional space here in three-dimensional interpreting this reality, right? Like this chair or this cup, you you are in the densest frequency possible. And then thus you feel the furthest away from your higher self or your soul or the connection to the divine because the frequency is so dense you're almost cut off through that veil away from your true true potential or true being or actually your true knowing, right? Yeah. Like we came here purposely not remembering of who we are and our connection to the divine and the essence of the whole. So we can have this very awesome experience and then, you know, basically bitch about it all day. But on the mountain, that frequency band is basically opened, right? Meaning you're actually going in there and instead of being in the densified space, for whatever reason, let's say it's Telos, let's say it's just the nature of how volcanic mountains work. Let's, it is uh, on a ley line, lines, too. The veil's thinner. I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of theories. But you are experiencing a lighter frequency of self than thus causes you to forget this densification of your being. And actually has you remembering your true essence, which is this innate connection to the divine. And so that draw, right, that home is just you feeling yourself and you feeling your truth. And so, you know, once you experience that, it is really, really difficult to, like, it's almost tear, tear regenerating, like tear jerking experience to where like, oh my gosh, I feel home. I feel, but in essence is what is it? You feeling yourself. You're yeah. feeling your innate connection to to the wholeness of it, right? And so all the other dimensions and all the other beings within the other dimensional realms have that knowledge innately with them so they never feel lost and separate. Uh, but then because we made a choice into this densified space, you know, we feel separated and, and then that's lost. But the mountain makes you realize that connection. Yeah. And so, so it, when we first left, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like this is like it feels like literally leaving myself behind." But it's because the the essence of you is just so apparent there that like nothing else really matters. And hence, you know, if those those who choose not to live there basically pilgrim there as often as yeah. possible. No, I I. I want to go back. Yeah. So like the boys that we cacaoed with, they they come there as 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 often as they can. We're not going to identify them, so we'll keep them anonymous. But like they any live a chance couple, a couple hours away or something. Yeah, a couple hours away, but they say any chance they have to where they can come there and camp for weeks at the time. Right. I mean, they're hardcore. Like um um 
Did you get scared? What'd you get scared of? Um, you know, and so they, that's almost like a home away from home for them. And they're they're you know they're like hardcore campers. Like I I used to camp back when I was little, but but you know I wasn't responsible for you know food and and shelter or anything like that. But yeah, they just set up a tent and just wing it. You know, go to the, there's like a tiny little grocery store in the city, and then they you know get provisions and whatnot, whatever the cheapest, and then they make it work. Yeah, and they have dogs with them too, which I'm like. Here you are, and you're responsible for this other party. And the dogs seem to be so happy, right. just running free. Um, yeah, and so, so yeah, and so they they said to us that they just anytime they can come back, they're in camp, right? They just have this innate connection to to this mountain. And then, based on their experience, they did not elaborate on this, but they do seem to believe and then connect to the city of Telos. Yeah. Um, which so basically what Telos is in my interpretation, right? So when I received that Dodo Bird website comment, I had no idea how to even interpret that. I I kind of like literally interpreted it in a three-dimensional space. But basically Telos exists there in another dimension. Yeah. Right. So it's almost it's a it's a it's a city within our densified space. Like they're just living simultaneously within that group or within that region. And there's a lot of stories of disappearings. Yes. A lot of people just like hiking and then taking a step off the path and then all of a sudden feeling themselves be elsewhere. Yeah. And, and, and people who have, so, oh, you know, someone steps off the path and then they, they're lost. And then either never found or found some amount of time later. Weeks later. Without, it, without being able to explain where they went or why it's been so long. Yeah. Yeah. And so... They're just basically, so basically the whole mountain functions as higher dimensional um, opening to where you're able to, within that same space, go into different interpretations of reality. Yeah. I think you were going to say that the, all, all the Native American traditions say, don't go above the tree line. Yeah. And, you know, the trees go up, 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 and then they stop. You know, that's just how how high the trees grow. And, uh, yeah, which is, you know, because that's, that's the, that's reserved for, for the gods or for the... Sky people. Sky, sky call, people. Quote, sky, sky people. people. Yeah. And then, you know, and there's hundreds and hundreds of UFO sightings there. That's very yeah. common there. You know, that's not... So people who live there just kind of know, and it's not a shock to them. And so all the things we say right now would be like, oh my God, wait, what, what this, there's this place in the United States that has all this stuff. But yeah, people who live there are like, yeah, they know that's normal. And so it's a very spiritual place. There are all these stories and legends, and I, I want to make a video about this. Maybe I will. Around Mount Shasta. There's this, uh, there was this, I'm not going to remember any of the names, and I might get them confused, but there was this guy who was... He worked, I think, for a mining company, and they sent him out to Mount Shasta to go see if maybe there's gold in them hills. I don't know. So he's going around, and he's looking, and he finds this cave, and he goes in the cave, and he he sees, like, golden uh, stuff that had been made, golden, I don't know, plates and shields and, and whatever. And I think he ended up, either he met people or he saw human 
remain bones. I don't remember. And so he he leaves and he doesn't tell anybody about it because he's like, I don't if I tell someone about it, they're just gonna go raid it. So he doesn't tell anybody about it for twenty years. I thought it was more. I thought you said it was more than that. And then finally he starts telling people about it and he's like, All right, I'm gonna get a posse together with a whole bunch of scientists and a whole bunch of archaeologists and a whole bunch of, you know, miners, and we're gonna go out there tomorrow morning and we're gonna Well, no, not tomorrow morning. No, but what, we're gonna go there. We're gonna go out there. And eventually, it's tomorrow morning, and he disappears, never to be seen again. This is documented. That's weird. There was the St. Germain guy. There's the uh, Telos legend. There was another one. I don't remember. Well, Native American people, you know, believe in the the sky people. The mountain is for the sky people, and you don't go on the mountain. But there was another uh, story with a... Well, there's ju- disappearances, just all kinds of disappearances. Like, well, the place has the most disappearances in the United States, I think. N- not related to human trafficking. Yeah. <laughs> just people getting getting lost. Or disappearing. Or, yeah, I mean, what what people would say is people getting lost, but yeah. Yeah. Who who was it? Was it the lady? Who, who was it that was telling us about the boy who who disappeared? And then later, he was like, yeah, I like this grandma more than the other grandma. Yeah, right? He disappeared. He was hiking with... His family. His family. With like mom, mom and him and somebody else. Yeah. He disappears. He disappears. They find him a week later. A week or two later. And then he's, he's with, then later on, he's with his, his mom and his grandmother's there. And he's like, Mom, I don't like this grandmother. No, I like... No, I, he said he liked his grandma more than the other grandma. Oh, yeah? I thought so. Oh, you interpreted the other way? Maybe. I don't remember. But that's messed up. Yeah. So basically, whoever, wherever he was, cloaked themselves as grandma to make him feel comfortable wherever he was. And then, um, and then after he came back, he didn't realize that the grandma that was that he was with was not the real grandma. And then he was too young, and then confused about. Yeah, but not many people come back from disappearing. So yeah, yeah. it's it, you know what's what's a little sad is that we you know we went in the summer and the snow had really receded up the mountain and apparently you know even 20 years ago the mountain was snow covered year round. Yeah. 40 years ago certainly just just year round there's just snow so snow ski in the middle of the summer. Um and now not so much. You know, okay, we, I don't think you can even ski based on the amount of snow it has. Maybe in the winter. Oh, in the winter, yeah. Yeah, in the but, winter, I think it does get snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they, clo- they have to close those roads off in the yeah. winter. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was a little sad that, you know, all the pictures, it's all snow covered. And when we were there, I mean, there's snow at the, at the summit, of course, but we yeah. had to hike up a good ways before we got to actually touch snow. Well, there's there's this area where I think most of the people stop. You know, what at the tree line actually. We we went yeah. all the way up to the tree line. There's this marker and we kind of stopped there. We almost didn't make it, but I think the spirits helped us out. And we got to the snow cuz we only brought one bottle of water. We brought 3, but they went quick. Oh, they went quick. Okay. And so yeah, so after that, like on the way down, we just refilled our bottles with snow. And just drank that yeah. snow. And the headwaters, I mean, maybe this is another thing we should emphasize is 
even if you don't believe on all this mountain stuff, most of the people swear by the water at the headwaters as being magical and sacred and healing. Yeah. Um, I believe it. That, that oh, water, yes. that the water, water is magical. It's yeah. Now you can't you can't just bottle it and hold on to it because it yeah it is not filtered water. It is it's no, gonna, but we would it's refill gonna get it. We would gather go there a twice days. a day. To yeah, refill twice a day, it. refill all the bottles and drink as much as drink, we can there. Drink that. Yeah, and so most of the people go to cleanse themselves. There's a lot of stories of people going there who were sick, and then just basically being in that space, or possibly even having the headwaters healing. You know, all kinds of stuff, cancers and and whatnot. So another very, you know, very energetically charged, electrically charged place. Mm -hmm. Um, And then since I have come back, one time I had a vision of entities inside the headwater. They were not of human nature. Um, You know. um, And so, so like, because the space is so open possibility for energy work there is very wide yeah right so you can do energy work or healing or or metaphysical interpretations or even quantum physics in a space where the laws of nature are already bendable and so i'm not surprised that lawrence livermore is not that far from that area you know Especially in California, where all the lay intersections are, yeah, um, because you you almost need to be in a specific place in order to draw or or reach fringe fringe. I would yeah. say fringe understanding. I mean, uh, is it giant rock, giant boulder? What's it called? I think giant rock. Giant yeah. rock. It's a big rock in California. It's really big. Uh, yeah, rock in California. Um, what was it? Legend said that this rock had Native been, American legend. Yeah, Native American legend. This rock had been in one piece for forever. And they said that if it ever splits, that's when something bad was going to happen. Yeah, nothing good. Nothing good. And then it split not that long ago, mm-hmm. right? 10 yeah. years ago, 20 years ago. Mm, maybe 30 or 40. I don't know. Either way, like within a lifetime, it it, it split. Yeah. Um, And it's couple miles away from the Integratron? Is that what it's called? That dome building? Not, oh, yeah, a couple of miles away. From yeah. That. But that's there because the ley line. That, that's where I was going. That 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 area is a, is a ley line intersection. Yeah, but that's also in California. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stuff in California. Yeah. And then uh, we spent a night in Bishop. Uh, this oh. was several years back. And whatever the energy there is... It, they just cram things down your head. Yeah, I was like, if you are intuitive at all, I was not a fan of Bishop. Yeah, and I didn't like the energy of Bishop. Again, a lot of disappearings in that area. Yeah, um, those don't feel like natural disappearings, though. Yeah, those, those feel like kind of a little weird, m- malicious disappearances. Uh, but I was just laying there, and again, I was in that theta, you know, pre-sleep state, and the information just started cramming down my head, and I'm like, my goodness, you know general atomic style information about designs and structures and bending of steel and the formations of curves and like the right way to form that. And, you know, and I'm like, I'm not a theoretical physicist. What the fuck is this? And then, so I write it on my crazy journal, but that's about it. 
And of course, the general atomics people are all like, I have my crazy journal somewhere. <laughs> Would you want to look at Does it? Does this make sense to you? <laughs> right. That's the answer. Right. So that part of me like feels helpless regarding this stuff, right? If uh -huh. I can channel all this information, it feels like I, maybe I have already said this on the podcast. It's just, I'm like, it's just wasted on me. It's completely wasted. We should have asked him for a card. Like, here's this crazy, crazy person at a at a home two suites yeah. seeing you, and you ask him, like, hey, I have some stuff I want to run by you. <laughs> Do you mind? This may or may not make any sense, but right doesn't make sense. Maybe maybe, maybe I should do that. Because I, currently, I have no oh. idea why General, General next time, Atomics... Next time we run into General Atomics in an airport, we'll get a car. Or anywhere. Or anywhere. Yeah, that's, that's true. There you go. So, Spirits, if you want... I'm, I'm sure we'll run into them again, if, we, if we're supposed to. Yeah, that's true. Or their competitor. <laughs> I don't know if you know who their competitor is. The Department of Defense. You can just contact that lady whoever his name came to me. But like all the stuff that they were doing seemed like, this is like this, the, a lot I'd of say it, secret. A lot of it was warfare related. And it's like, yeah, that's not like really weapons, what I weapons development. A lot, of, a lot of weapons, a lot of AI lot of, for that reason. AI and then a lot of um, water technology too. There was a lot of water. A lot of solar technology. Oh, it was, it was with, the, well, they were with the Navy. That's what it was. They yeah, were the naval, Navy, so that naval, make, water makes sense. Yeah, but also like, you know, sources of electricity or sources of energy outside of normal, you know, whatever. It's a, Anyway, it was just crazy. It, but her description of her job and then what her department does was not that much different than General Atomics or Livermore, Lawrence Livermore. Yeah. It's all advanced stuff. Yeah, that I don't understand. But yet, I have things that, you know, it spikes my interest because things come into my mind that are scientific-ish to an extent. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, like Tesla and Einstein. I'm not trying to compare myself to Tesla and Einstein. Yeah, but I think everybody, that's where it, you know, it's like at one point, it's like, are any of our thoughts our own thoughts or is it just stuff being downloaded? Yeah, I guess it depends. I don't know. If if you're walking around hating, you know, hating Bobby for stealing your coffee cup, then it's probably your own thought. But if if it's some advanced theoretical physics about bending Yeah. I mean, a lot of people bending are, gravity then A lot of people are like, you know, I can't really take any credit for for this thought or this invention or this idea. Um it just came to me. No, I I can't take credit for any of it. Yeah. In fact, I don't understand it. I would just hope it's not wasted on the world with me and my crazy book. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of like, it's a it's a strange place to be because I feel a responsibility for something, right? Because like, I feel like if I'm receiving information that I'm responsible, but but at the same time, I'm not doing anything with it other than running into general atomics people. Maybe Next, next time, we'll get, maybe a, we'll get a card. Like, get a card. Maybe I'm like, hey, hey do you want to see my crazy book? So, We've run into General Atomics people three times now. I got something for you. <laughs> or if someone's listening to this Thanks. podcast. That helps us make the ultimate weapon. And they know no! someone. No. What? Why would I be getting this if it's going to make some ultimate weapon? If somebody's listening and they know someone in General Atomics, please have someone them reach out. Open. Open. What do we mean open? Someone open to. 
they're in general atomics. Obviously, they're open, right? I mean, how how else is all this technology being developed? Like the um, all the people that we listen to on Gaia who are very scientific, right? Like even the guy that we listened to yesterday, right? He was more on the science end of things. He's like, oh yeah, you know, I use medium for this and I use medium for that. And yeah. I'm like, well, how is that any different? You know, I can do medium trips. I just choose not to because it's slightly sad to me. But channeling is the same thing. It's yeah. just I choose to shut myself off from this area and open myself up to that area. Yeah. It's the same thing. And then, and then who, there was somebody else uh, that we listened to. Oh, John D. The, the whole Shakespearean yeah. thing. He said that John D. basically had a psychic that he received the downloads from and then John D. From the, from the angels. Well, he said from the angels, yeah. Um, but they, they probably didn't have a better word for it back then. Well, that's something that's sellable, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then John D, you know, did his encryptions and, and derived all these amazing scientific knowledge for the Queen Elizabeth because he was her, um, I guess like, uh, alch not alchemist, what would he be yeah, called? A scientist? I mean, or advisor? Yeah. He was her advisor. Yeah, but, but he, he was, was an alchemist. An alchemist or a uh, uh, polymath possibly too. Yeah. Uh, and then basically he's rumored to be the pseudonym of Shakespeare, one yeah. of the pseudonyms. Right, pseudonyms? Or or he's actually Shakespeare. Yeah. And then invented Shakespeare persona to hide. Well, him and Edward de Vere. Mm -hmm. Well, he was, but he was like Edward de Vere's friend slash tutor slash confidant. Yeah, something. yeah. Yeah, but all, all under Queen Elizabeth. So, no, yeah, I guess we touched on it on the previous episode. But, yeah, so, yeah, Mount Shasta, worth exploring. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> if, if, you know, I would go there with an open mind. Absolutely. And not expecting things. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's a trick to going anywhere. So don't expect anything, but be open to anything. Yeah, and, and just, and then maybe realize that my explanation behind that, also will give you perspective of what that pool is. That yeah, pool yeah. is just you feeling home. You don't have to move there. You don't have to abandon your life, you know, in, in rural Kentucky and move out there. But realize that it gives you the the taste of your own self while you're there. Yep, yep. And so why the people are drawn there and can't leave is because it is hard to if you're if you touch yourself, it is it is impossible to, to then almost feel like you're abandoning your essence, right? Yeah. But but that is the essence of us. Yeah. Or the essence of us is that. It's that pure love and consciousness, which is what that whole mountain is vibrating. And then you feel yourself at your core. Yeah. And nothing else actually matters. Like, that's the thing. is like you realize all these little pedantic things about this world are irrelevant. Um and then once you leave that space, like I, I quite literally felt after that veil, we passed that veil. And then, you know, by writing, you're a way out of it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, we're back to real world now. And it was so sad. It was uh, like yeah, the, yeah. the next two or three days were just so sad. Yeah. We almost fall in, you can easily fall into a depression. After that. it's like, yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was homesick. Yeah. And then so. I would recommend for everyone to try it, yep. but maybe with cognitive understanding what it does, but still open mind of allowing you to receive something there because they will give you a gift when you get there. Yep. If, if that's meant for you. So. 
Mm. Thanks for listening.